Welcome to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. This podcast tackles the hottest topics for the European accountancy profession. Get your need-to-know update from Brussels. The European Single Electronic Format, or SF, is big news in corporate reporting. It refers to the electronic reporting format that issuers on EU regulated markets will need to prepare their annual reports, and it's slated to roll out in 2021. SF marks the beginning of real digitalization for corporate information in Europe. We held a webinar on the implementation of SF. You can find more details on the Accountancy Europe website, and we'll link to that in the show notes. During the webinar, Alan Deckers, head of Unit C1 in the European Commission's DG FISMA, spoke on SF, and in this episode, we're bringing you highlights from his speech there. He begins with a state of play on SF, covering the global situation, the EU's approach, and finally the impact of COVID. In his talk, he mentions RTS. This is shorthand for the Regulatory Technical Standards for SF. Sustainability and digitization are two elements that are at the core of the Commission's agenda and uh, in particular also in the field in relation to the recovery instruments that the Commission has proposed and that are uh, under discussion. And I think uh, capital markets need to be part of that process too. And I'll touch briefly on both, both elements. Now, if we look at what we have done so far, which is mainly, um, again, SF proper in the field of uh, financial reporting, first, I'd like to uh, note that there is a very broad trend towards the digitization of uh, financial reports across the world, and in particular on the use of XBRL and IXBRL across the world. There are many jurisdictions that have done this. If I think of uh, the two uh, very large capital markets, uh, Japan, they started trials in 2006 and they, have, they introduced requirements on XBL reporting already in 2010. And the uh, Tokyo Stock Exchange introduced uh, IXBRL in 2014. Similarly, we all know in the USA, there's been already uh, for a number of years a possibility to file accounts with XBRL as, as exhibits to the various forms that are filed on ESGAR and the uh, SEC is currently phasing in the use of IXBRL over the period of 2019-2021 depending on the category of uh, filer uh, in, in the US. So those are just two examples but there are many others and to a certain extent the EU is, is lagging behind and the SF requirement was introduced some time ago already in the transparency directive but it is still in the process of being introduced now the approach that's been taken in europe is in my view a very reasonable one with provisions on tagging being phased in obviously focusing on ifrs accounts since that is the reporting framework for which we have a common taxonomy so this is not a big bang approach where we are introducing SF for every single financial statement for uh, all issuers across Europe. We're focusing on the consolidated accounts of IFRS filers, even if the SF uh, regulation itself, of course, also foresees the, the use of X, XHTML in, in general. 
it will represent, of course, a change for uh, issuers and also for users. Perhaps uh, here we'll focus on issuers rather than uh, rather than users. But uh, according to the the information that we have and the, the research that uh, also, for example, XBRL International has done, there are now tools available quite widely on the EU market in EU member states at very reasonable costs to produce SF compliant financial statements. There are various approaches that are possible. There can be either an integrated approach where the production of SF compliant reports is integrated into the reporting uh, process of uh, the issuer, or it can be a bolt-on approach where at the end of the process, the tagging and the formatting is outsourced to a third party. There are various approaches possible and various approaches suit different issuers to, to a different extent. But our analysis is that tools are available widely and at a reasonable, at a reasonable cost. We have also done a lot of work on the consequences of the introduction of SF in relation to audit. And of course, I am very thankful for the extensive work that the Committee of European Audit Oversight Bodies has done to produce some guidelines on this topic. And we hope that will smooth uh, the implementation of that aspect of SF2. The starting point we have taken on that point, on the audit of SF, is that the level of investor protection should not depend on how the information is consumed, whether it is consumed in a traditional uh, reporting format or in a computer readable format. So investors must receive the same level of investor protection, whatever uh, representation they choose to use of the SF report. Now, ESMA has done a lot of preparatory work on this also, and, and I want to acknowledge the very good work that colleagues in ESMA have done. We are also continuing to work on an interpretive communication, which we intend to issue soon on some more practical aspects, including the aspects related to audit of SF, and we hope that will provide further clarity to the market. Now, there is a, a particular operational challenge at the moment with uh, the COVID-19 crisis, and it is uh, probably no secret to anybody that the Council is currently considering possible postponement of SF, an optional postponement, I should say, for one year. Uh, and if that is the case, um, this is being discussed as part of the capital markets recovery package. If that were to be the final decision of, in the council and, of course, also in the parliament, then the result would be that those companies that wish to go ahead in 2020 uh, would be able to do so. Uh, those who feel they are not ready because of COVID-19 um, and, and wish to wait for an additional year would be able to do that. Possible SF postponement is big news, and so we asked Alain to further elaborate on the possible one-year delay. Is this directed at member states, at companies? I don't want to prejudge that those discussions are, are ongoing in, in the Council. I think the general principle that, that is being discussed is that if companies have already made the effort to prepare and to be ready for SF in 2020, uh, they shouldn't be prevented from implementing SF from 2020. But if companies uh, feel that because of operational challenges linked to COVID-19, uh, they need a bit more time, 
they would then have a, an additional year to do that. So the idea, I think, is to introduce this in as smooth a manner as possible that, again, doesn't prevent those who want to go ahead from doing so. But if there are those that have encountered difficulties, operational challenges, that, uh, that, that is recognized. Next, he talks about SF's relation to environmental, social, governance, or ESG issues. It has strong potential to increase transparency and show much more than financial results. The second point I wanted to discuss was digitization of ESG information, and in particular in the context of the work we are doing on the review of the non-financial reporting directive. The clear message we uh, receive from investors and other users of information, of ESG information, is that its availability in digital, preferably computer-readable format, is something that, that for which there is a, a, a strong demand. Um, and therefore, that is one aspect we are considering in the context of our review of the NFRD. Now, in order to do that, we would, of course, need a taxonomy, just as we needed the IFRS taxonomy for the introduction of SF or financial statements. And we would need to see how exactly legally we could introduce that requirement. One possibility would be simply to extend the SF uh, RTS to, uh, to include also the tagging of the non-financial information or ESG information in the management report. This is all, these are all things we are considering at the moment. We haven't made any final decisions on that, but it is clearly something for which there is quite a significant demand from, from users. And ESG information is today becoming increasingly important, not only because of the introduction of new legislation, such as the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, which applies to asset managers and a range of other financial market participants, who themselves therefore need to be able to access this information from their investees, but more generally for investors and other users, so that they can just they, they can assess both the uh, risks that companies face because of ESG-related factors or sustainability factors, and also to assess the impacts that companies have on the environment and society more generally. And again, we feel that the digitization of that information, and as I said, hopefully making that information in a computer-readable format is a worthwhile objective to, to consider. And uh, that is part of the work stream we're doing in the review of the Non-Financial Reporting Directive. SF relates to the Capital Markets Union Action Plan. Alain notes how SF will impact the single access point to improve the accessibility and usability of information. Now, the third point I wanted to, to cover is the... Uh, European single access point that has been announced in the context of the Capital Markets Union Action Plan that the Commission recently uh, proposed. It's Action 1 in, in the Action Plan, and the European single access point covers two aspects. First of all, the accessibility of information disclosed by companies, with a focus on listed companies, but not only listed companies, potentially we could ex uh, extend this to other categories of companies. 
And this would be not only for annual reports or financial reports, but more widely to other categories of information disclosed by companies. For example, the full uh, range of regulated information that companies are, uh, listed companies are required to disclose under the Transparency Directive. So that would cover both financial and non-financial information and ESG information, for example. There's been a lot of demand from uh, asset managers and other uh, financial market participants to have a single point where they can obtain non-financial ESG information from investees. And we hope that the SAP will be able to deliver that, uh, among other things. The second aspect that SAP uh, covers is the what I call the usability of information. And that concerns the, among, uh, in particular, the availability of that information in digital uh, computer-readable formats. Now, there are various possibilities in terms of technologies that could be used for that. Obviously, we will consider the fact that we have already moved to IXBRL uh, for the financial reports, but that is, that is a matter of further work. The key uh, message is that I think we need to make a move more generally to digitize capital markets, to make sure that information is easy, easily accessible and that it is provided to users in a user-friendly format and, of course, at a reasonable cost. A related element to that may also concern the use of legal entity identifiers, which are already well embedded in capital market legislation or financial sector legislation in the EU. Uh, including in the uh, SFRTS, but perhaps a wider use of LEIs also is something that we will need to look at so that we can also make sure that we can easily cross-reference all this, uh, all the information made available by individual companies or issuers. Alain concluded on a positive note on how important SF is in the digital transition of the EU. Quite a lot of work to be done still on the implementation of SF, although, uh, again, quite a lot of work has already been done. But the message I want to convey is that we need to see this as part of a broader strategy towards uh, digitization of capital market of information available to capital market actors, uh, because we feel that is a means to include, to, to enhance the visibility of various capital markets and to integrate better capital markets across Europe and thereby to contribute more widely to the Capital Markets Union uh, project, project, which is a, a core project for DG FISMA and the Commission more widely. We thank Alan Deckers for joining us for our webinar on SF implementation. To hear all the speakers and see everything that happened, Visit the Accountancy Europe webpage and let us know if you're ready for SF. Thanks for listening to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting apps. Get in touch. We are at AccountancyEU on Twitter, and you can contact me at Andrea at AccountancyEurope.eu. This podcast is presented and edited by Andrea Campbell with help from Elida Nijar. 
Our music is Fearless First by Kevin MacLeod under a Creative Commons license. See you next time, because people count.